Anybody want to go back inside for a little bit longer? <laughs> we can go back inside for a little while. You want to come back? She. Well, Hafiz came in and took me somewhere, so I'll read Hafiz. (laughs) (laughs) That tree we planted, beloved master, the tree planted near the spot that become became your tomb has grown so well that it now several times it is now several times my height when the season comes that makes it leaves bow and whirl hafiz while then sleep upon the ground hoping uh, you're going to have to read this i can't focus <laughs> i'm just so not with it yet oh, it's this one or just read one of them Hafiz will then sleep upon the ground, hoping in at least a dream you will kiss my cheek again. I vote for you, for God. When your eyes have found the strength to constantly speak to the world, all that is most dear to your own life, when your hands, feet, and tongue can perform in that rare unison that comforts this longing earth with the knowledge, your soul, your soul has been groomed in his city of love. And when you can make others laugh with jokes that belittle no one, and your words always unite, Hafiz does vote for you. Hafiz will vote for you to be the minister of every country in this universe. Hafiz does vote for you, my dear. I vote for you to be God. That's good. I like that. So just to share with those of you that weren't here when we first began, uh, Brian and I are not going to be leaving town now till August the 5th, so we'll be here for the next three Sundays continuing to do class. And then we'll be gone for about five weeks uh, instead of eight. So good news <laughs> for all of us. Actually, it works out very well for us too. So It allows us to even get a few things done that we really need to be getting done. So... We're being responsible, <laughs> taking care of our responsibilities, and in that, taking care of ourselves. I guess just going on vacation isn't necessarily taking care of yourself, unless, of course, it is, or just finding the right balance of when it is, right? So, so that's what we're doing. And also, again, just our other announcement about cell phones. And I just found something new, too. In asking everybody to actually shut off your cell phones during the class, not even on vibrate, Tom just made us aware um, earlier that because we do work on a wireless frequency, that sometimes the cell phone signals actually can cause a little bit of interference. <laughs> but if it does, we'll just you know practice forgiveness, and I'm sure that'll clear the airwaves. So we'll just move back to that. Uh, getting on the right channel. <laughs> Is there anything else? No, there's no other announcements. Okay.
So, any announcements or anything, Bill, that you're aware of, or no? No, there's nothing else. So I hope you're ready for this one. Well, I think a lot of you were here last week, and my ending comments about a little sharing I had to, we were speaking of having a little bit more joy in meditation, and I shared last week in closing how at one point in my life many years ago when I was having more of a challenging time and in a depression that a visualization technique that I used to do years back where I'd visualize a chalice above my head, like the Holy Grail type of chalice. And in that I would see the light of the Holy Spirit pouring in there and filling me, filling my soul with loving. And it was a great visualization technique that I'd used for a little while. And at this point in time when I was really kind of in a funk, I like to call it sometimes, or just down, that where I really could use a little more joy in my life, and I was asking for more joy in my life at the time, that in that visualization on this one particular day that I was doing this, um, I experienced the image of Jesus coming in and peeing in my chalice. And that did everything to break my seriousness, my rigidity, my depression, whatever. And I just started laughing right there in that experience. And it just, it just broke something free inside of me. And again, last week I said, you know, Please don't take offense. That's my type of humor. So it was so appropriate that it happened that way. And it was really neat, too, because I didn't visualize Jesus coming and being my child. That's the way it unfolded inside of me. So that was the other nice surprise. You know, sometimes the best humor is spontaneous in the moment. And whatever works is whatever works. And that really, in a sense, did it for me and really opening something inside of me back to that greater joy and that silliness in the way that works for me. It may work for you that way as well, or it may not, and that's just fine. But in sharing that last week, um, just the other day I received, and I've heard plenty of talk ever since then of making a comment like that, and it, it's been really fun, um, you know, because people think, well, my God, that's kind of strange, isn't that type of humor for a spiritual teacher to be sharing? And so, I, you know, this whole week I've been hearing several comments and getting a kick out of all of them because I'm okay with that, realizing that sometimes people could be offended, but I know to let that be okay just to share whatever that divine essence of joy and loving is for me. And in doing that, that's all I need to do and honor that process for me. And so in doing that, um, the responses I've heard this list last week have been really fun. And I actually brought one of the responses in an email I received that I wanted to share with you because I found it adding to that which I experienced and put out there last week. So without any more ado, let me just go ahead and read this email. And I'm keeping anonymous, the person who sent it, but their message I thought was fun. Dear Brian, I just heard the end of the July 2nd uh, CD from last week. The part where God brought you the image of Jesus peeing. Jim and Brian, he wrote this to both, both of us. My whole life I've been waiting to hear something as funny as that. Brian, that is actually the funniest thing I have ever, ever heard in my 49 years of life and other past lives also. Jim and Brian, I think that I can die and go to heaven now. How can anything get or be or say that is funnier than that? 
It is so funny that I am stunned and have only laughed out loud so much. Ryan, I am sure a version of it, and this is the part I like where it's been expanded, I am sure a version of it is that if Jesus came to earth today, they would, that is the authorities, would capture him, give him a physical and make him pee into a paper cup. <laughs> and saying, excuse me, Mr. Christ, can you kindly pee into this paper cup? <laughs> if I ever had an irreverent movie, it would show a statue of Jesus Christ peeing like a fountain. Or how about, excuse me, disciples, I think I need to go outside and take a leak. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just really enjoyed this. <laughs> Brian, I am crazy with my humor, but that is the funniest thing that I have ever heard anybody say. Or how about saying something like Galatians 4.3, and Jesus farted over the Passover dinner. <laughs> And it was heard to be like the roar of a mountain lion. <laughs> okay, I'm getting a cramp in my side. <laughs> it, the humor that is, cannot get any better than that. Jesus peeing and then farting. Hallelujah. I am healed now. <laughs> that is so funny with much love and laughter. <laughs> So thank you for that email. <laughs> I'm sorry, that made my day, so I just, you know, I just wanted to share that. So I hope you enjoyed it too. I actually did start to get a cramp almost from laughing. So it's funny because in the laughter, I almost feel a little bit of shaking. Because you know, when you laugh really good, it starts to shake things up. It shakes things a little free that might have been a little bit stuck. And that's where I really enjoy the silly humor like that. And if anything, nothing really does then become even something we would think of very sacred, that nothing really is too sacred that it gets in the way of the greater freedom inside of ourselves. Because that's too easy to let happen. And so that's why I appreciate humor like this. But the other email that I wanted to share from the same individual who just wrote that one that I just read to you is to me now also what I would call that really deeper, what we'd call the more spiritual essence that the humor in this case helped to open up inside. And so I want to read this to you as well because I found this a really um, deeply touching. The humor to me helps, that's why we like the LAUGH acronym. And this other email is actually the LAUGH um, acronym and how the humor has helped to open those doors to let go of those restrictions to get really to that deeper essence of the divine. And this one, um, it's funny because I just feel myself kind of emotional because it's all the love. It was good talking with you, Brian, as always. Thank you. And the CD that I received was in perfect timing. Your talk on it taught me a lot. I'm definitely receiving the benefits of having you as my teacher. I am getting more confident inside to trust myself by knowing that I can sense things energetically. And if I make a mistake, so what? I can always go back and clean it up. And if not, then I can always go and forgive myself for any judgments that I hold about it, especially the one that things did not happen perfectly. 
because they do, and they did happen perfectly. Anything short of that is a lie. But because we are not perfect, we lie to ourselves through our judgments of things, situations, and people. Things do happen perfectly. We may not know the reason why, or we may not need to know the reason why. All we can do is act in a loving manner. We cannot control the results of our actions. All we can do is be loving and accepting and forgiving. It is like being a navigator on a plane. They work to keep us on the plane's route and destination, and we stray off the course sometimes. In a seminar that I had done a while ago, there was an exercise that we did that was about being on course and off course to show us how to attain our goals in the world. It would have been better and simpler to say loving, 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 accepting, 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 forgiving, forgiving, forgiving. Thank you, God. Loving is not inflictive. If we are loving towards ourselves, then there is no judgments. Because we are loving, we are not inflective towards ourselves. Loving us ourselves enough to make it okay that we learn lessons and not to judge them. To accept it. For me, it is to overcome an ingrained habit or habitual way of judging myself. Rather than judge, it would be good to have a talk with myself and be loving with myself. Like the navigator, I might stray off course, Brian, you put it in a good perspective. It is like going to the chiropractor for an alignment. Then things kick up and we go out of alignment. Just focus on the loving and things will be put back in alignment. And there's nothing wrong with any of it. It is all meant for our learning. God wants us to learn. God wants to learn from us. That is part of the great plan. If it is part of God's great plan for us to learn and for God to learn from us, how can any of our learning be wrong with much loving and acceptance and forgiveness? The Beloved. <laughs> um, I know that just really touched me because it, um, it's so fun to hear both sides, that humor and then how that really supports opening to that greater truth and awakening to that loving inside. And I just thought that that sharing was just so clear. I couldn't have said it any better in my own words. And so I just wanted to read that to you. And, you know, it's these types of things that really touch myself and Jim to know that what we're doing is beneficial, that it really is supporting people and supporting ourselves because what I'm going through right now and sharing in my own tears is because of the greater expansion of the loving inside of myself. And it is such a blessing and I'm so grateful to have that reflected back from all of you. And I want you to know that Jim and I really, really appreciate that. It does make a difference in our own lives. Just the other week we shared how we also have our own human process, that we're no different, that we also have a mind and emotions and a body and imagination like everybody else. And this makes a difference for us personally, as well as this action of service, if you want to call it that. I like to just coin it being in the loving and sharing the loving. 
and it's really okay however that looks. And you know, one of the main messages that I have been saying for quite some time now, I heard spoken in that email where truly nothing is wrong, that everything is perfect, that there really are no mistakes. It is simply our judgments of those things that has made it seem wrong, that it made it seem as a mistake or an error. And really, it's just that focus of loving, to accept all things just the way they are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the beautiful. And to forgive all those things that we may judge, including ourselves. And so in this process, you know, I just read these emails this morning, and it just really moved me in a wonderful place. And it was really interesting because I was meditating just shortly before that. And sometimes in my meditation in the morning of Sundays, I might get an idea of what I may be sharing about in that movement of loving. And this morning, I wasn't really receiving anything, but I wasn't really looking either. But then all of a sudden, I got this nudge just to get up and read my emails. Because I usually don't do that Sunday mornings before coming to class. And so I did. And this is what I discovered. And so this is where I'm really grateful for the outer reflection. Because I see how that does assist even me as a wonderful tool to keep me on track, to keep me on course, to always keep me focused, to be navigated in that river of loving, whether it's by plane or boat or however it appears. We all have that open to us. We all have the opportunity to have that greater direction. And that's how we serve each other in this world of reflection, to share that loving, to be forgiving, to accept one another and to accept ourselves just the way we are all the faults, all the mistakes, all the judgments, even to accept all of that, to not make any of it wrong. That's how we truly walk the spiritual path. It is not a path of a direction. It is a path of experience. It is a path of loving. And so in that, just always look into the loving no matter what. One of the other things I wanted to share a little bit more about this morning as well is that the last week or two I've also been very aware of a lot of loss in people's lives. Some family members or close ones have passed over physically. Others I know have lost a beloved pet. And others have lost maybe a dream, something in their imagination that they've held for, that they've wanted that something in their life has now changed. And so that which they were holding for, as far as what we could call a fantasy or a dream of the way we'd like things to be, to unfold both spiritually, mentally, emotionally, as well as physically, that's also a loss, a letting go of those things that we may have hoped for physically or spiritually, realizing that was part of the imagination and it's good to honor and to let go of these things, to not look back, but to also forgive, to love, 
all those things where we may have experienced attachments to those things, no matter what level. And it is in loving that it sets it free, that it lets it go. If you really want to be a service to anyone or to anything, forgive it. Let it go. Just simply move yourself into the flow of the divine. That's the greatest service that I know, is to really bring yourself to that state of divine loving. And in that, the service already is. And then you live the greater blessing. And that blessing of loving that you choose into and live within yourself automatically goes to others in those situations by God wants and by which God can work in you and through you for your own greater good as well as others as you share that river of loving with all those people and situations in your own life. That's the greater liberation. That's the greater living the loving so that you truly wake up and experience in your own knowing. And when you really do wake up in that greater way, you will know that greater truth and how really all you need to do is be loving, do loving, experience the loving, share the loving. You don't need to try to control or make things happen in the world or even within yourself in your own inner kingdom. Simply go for the loving. Go for the loving and the loving will unfold it all. All those things that you really want all those things that you truly want to experience in every level will unfold in that river of loving because that's what you've chosen. And then you back that up through your actions inwardly. This is not about physical actions. This is about spiritual actions. And the true spiritual action is simply being the loving being the loving and allowing the loving to be you. So simply be in that loving. Enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride. And life can get quite amazing. It can be a wonderful surprise to see what unfolds on all the levels, even your physical experiences. It can be amazing how things can all of a sudden change in your life. Sometimes it can seem like a lot, even physical moves. Things change in relationships and careers. All these things can change in the world around us. But even all that is simply a reflection of something that has changed within us. We have stepped free. We have opened to a greater movement, a greater experience in the loving. And then it can be reflected into the world. But don't go for the reflection. Go for the inner experience of loving and enjoy the reflection. Enjoy your participation in your life on all levels as it is reflected to you. It is said the world reflects back to us that which we put out. So put loving out. But in order to put loving out in the world, to have that reflected back, 
we need to put the loving in, into ourselves. So put the loving into yourself through your meditation, through your loving with God. And always remember to also let God love you because that's a big part of it. You've got to be open. That's your job is to open yourself to allow that loving to be shared with you. And then you've got plenty of loving to give. Then your cup, your chalice, whether it's filled with the light of God or Jesus' pee, it's the same thing. Because that's what moves through Jesus. That's what moves through each one of us in the Christ that we all are. So fill your own chalice with loving. Pee in your own cup. I guess that you're in therapy. You're in the loving. Here come the bad jokes. Do whatever that works for you. Don't try to be funny. Don't try to be loving. Just be funny and be loving. Okay. Well, I really didn't want to come back. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> it was funny because Hafiz did come in and we went off on a wonderful journey. It was so great. And we were at this one point where I could keep going or I had to come back. And I was right at the crossroads like, okay, well, <laughs> where do I want to go right now? And all of a sudden I heard some kind of a comment or something and I knew I had to come back. <laughs> don't feel sorry for him. No, don't. No. No, this is fine. I like I'm glad I had a choice. <laughs> so it was interesting. Um when in meditation today, um I was taken up and I kind of started moving through my own experiences of my own unfoldment in this lifetime and and we went back to this one meditation I used to do over and over and over and that's something that that I can't emphasize enough is to take something in your life and really work it work it work it work it don't just do it one time and if it didn't happen then assume it's not going to work and leave it alone and, and not pick it up and keep doing it um, I have found over the years as I've meditated and done my outer life as well that it's really the repetition that can make the difference. It's doing it over and over, the loving acceptance and forgiveness or a particular exercise in meditation, doing it over and over till it comes alive in you, till it really becomes a part of you and you begin to live it. And so I have found that for myself, even now, that repetition works wonderfully. Chanting the name of God after you've been initiated or chanting the hue or the anahue continually over and over in your meditation brings you more to a one-pointed focus, brings you to a greater place of neutrality and peace and loving inside, helps you to begin to understand how to hold your focus in loving on God and in that movement, that river of loving that will take you higher and higher to the greater truth of yourself. And so in a minute I want to take you into another meditation. And this is a meditation I did years ago 
No, that's going to be on my tombstone. When I was a boy, when I was a kid, when I was young, <laughs> when I was a child, you know, you know, and um, but that's when I had a lot of my revelations, my understandings, my insights, and my awakenings take place. And so the meditation I'm going to share with you today is really a meditation of alignment. And it was given to me by a teacher similar to Hafiz on the inner levels. And I think that's where I, he came today and took me there. And uh, this alignment meditation is really about bringing the lower vehicles, the lower instruments of our experience into alignment with the soul. And that's what this is about in meditation is focusing on the soul, focusing and waking up into the divine soul that we are, and then living in that all the time, more and more, every day. And when we're not, bring ourselves back to that place of living in the loving, living in the soul essence that we are, and letting that have dominion, rulership over all of our creation, all of our beingness. So one thing I had found when I was growing up is that I had a lot of different things going on inside of me. And my body would want to do one thing, my emotions would want to do another, my mind would want to do another, and my imagination would just go wandering off in yet another direction. And so I found that in meditation, I would begin to hold a focus, I would begin to move to a one-pointed focus by chanting a name, by chanting inside, by holding to the light inside, but then something would distract me. And this meditation was given to me that I might begin to bring all those instruments, all those vehicles of the lower nature into alignment and allow the soul to have dominion, to have the soul have first expression in and through all these lower instruments rather than the lower having dominance, having dominion, having distraction, having a way of control. And what I am talking about is the physical body, the imaginational body, the astral, the causal body, the emotional, the mental body, the mind, the etheric body, the unconscious. Those five elements of the physical self are what are, are instruments by which to have experience in this creation, but they are also the instruments of disturbance, of distraction, of drawing us away from the self, away from the truth, and into something of this creation. So I want to begin to just share with you a little bit about this meditation, and then we're actually going to go into the meditation itself. What we're going to be doing in this meditation is holding our attention at the seat of the soul. We'll begin by lifting our awareness, lifting our attention here to the seat of the soul, and begin chanting the hue over a period of time as we hold our attention here. Then we are going to begin to be aware of the five physical elements of self, the physical, the astral, the causal, the mental, and the etheric. And we're going to begin to work with them to bring them into alignment with the soul to bring their attention inward and upward into alignment to where they come into harmony and begin to work with the soul in harmony, in oneness. And then we're going to, once again, hold our attention here at the seat of the soul with all these other 
parts of ourselves in alignment with that action of soul and chant the hue downward into these instruments, into these vehicles to bring the soul into dominance with them. So that'll give you sort of a clear picture of what we're going to be doing in just a minute. And you can do this meditation if you want at home. Uh, we'll have it up on the internet very soon so you can actually have it to listen to and to practice. And again, I would say this. You may find it to be a little bit challenging at first to hold your attention in so many ways on all these different elements and to keep moving forward. But that's what one-pointed focus is. It's having an intention on God and then doing all that you have to do, clear all that you have to do out of the way so that you can really stay focused on God and have God first. And if you'll do this over a period of time, I know that you will find a greater alignment, a greater cooperation with all these other parts of yourself that are physical in nature of this physical creation and find the soul having greater opportunity to express itself through these other expressions of self in this creation. Another thing I want to share before we actually do this meditation is there's a new CD out, the, the toolbox, and in there is a meditation on forgiveness. And I would really highly recommend that you also listen to that CD every day for 30 days, 60 days, however long you want to do it. Just listen to it. It's only 20-some minutes long. And begin to allow yourself to live into that essence, into that quality that is the grace of God, that is forgiveness. And let it begin to live in you and through you and around you in such a way that it begins to be an expression that you automatically do. You don't even have to think about it. It just automatically comes up and begins to live and be who you are. And I do know that if you will do this over a period of time, either this meditation we're going to do today or the forgiveness meditation, over a period of time you will see a change, you will see a transformation, you will see an unfoldment within yourself that maybe you have never witnessed before and maybe you will have a hard time even understanding how could this happen so easily, so quickly, without so much effort to bring about change. Grace, the Holy Spirit, loving is simple. It is so easy. It's just us coming into a cooperation, an alignment, an agreement with it to allow it to manifest.